Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we can keep in touch like, like they did in the old days. It wasn't oh so God. long ago. Oh, oh God. And I wish you well. Oh, uh, Christ. Christ above. Sign your pen, pals. Oh. What's that noise for? Uh, it's a difficult, but it's occurring to me that, and it's, I, I know I that no we are. I have no idea where you're going with this. It's a current, we have a, there's a difficult balance to this. There's a difficult balance to. How good and it's I what I love. It's what I love about us. And it's what I love about this show. And it's what I love about our community of listeners is that you know we put these episodes out we record them they come out yeah um the reality is we've been doing these kind of week to week now and here here we are and we're we're not going to stop recording these episodes and yet there is the one a, a gigantic change occurring in our our the history of this Mm-hmm. country and the madness and the sadness and the violence and the brutality and the division and the uh op- more optimistic unity that you also see it is so it's 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 weird you and i have signed up for a job or signed up for a career where our we are we are designed and hired to combat <laughs> the negativity or the sadness or the depression by making people laugh sure. and feel good and and uh feel good about you know negative things and it is uh there is a point i think when you hit a wall and you just go oh this is this is not the 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 formula for doing that is not easy with this agreed but also, and not we that are, it's never we're a release easy, but... valve for people, though, too. 
Oh, I agree. Like a, when all a million those, percent. When all those, and I'm going to say it, dipshit cops in Buffalo went and stood out in front of that courthouse to support the fucking assholes who knocked that old guy down, and someone had a big picture of them standing outside. I retweeted that and said, does that group of people have a permit to gather like that? Because... <laughs> Because that's what I want to know, because they were certainly obstructing pedestrian traffic. Did they have a permit? Was that an unlawful gathering? So I think <laughs> you and and that clip you put on Instagram of uh, the Trump people who left and then uh, the other person who cheered, what did they cheer for? And you were like, you were like, yeah, we all know you lo- you're on board. You you cheered so hardcore at just the mention. Man, I can't remember. Oh, you're you talking said. about my stand-up? Yes, but I'm saying that also yeah, the, allows uh, people the release. I hate that I couldn't... Uh, this is, With stand-up, whenever there is a heckle or a reaction or anything, and I'm saying this obviously to the audience, I'm obviously not saying it to the professional comedian, but whenever that happens... Mm-hmm. You suddenly find yourself going down these alleys, which I welcome and I love them every time. But you go you down these alleys yeah. and a lot of times you never go back to the point and you maybe don't deliver the uh, the punchline or you don't deliver the point of the whole Bit. thing. And yeah, yeah that, that was an Obama fan. That's what it was. And yeah. I was playing it off um, in this sort of negative, trying to point out this like negative thing about the... Obama's and I don't want to even say what that means because even now I don't want to ruin the joke even right. if it was ru- if it was to great. ruin That's my reputation great. by people like wait what is he talking about I don't even want to give the punchline away I'd rather ruin my reputation I want the headline to say former ground floor actor allu- <laughs> alludes to disdain yeah. for Obama's That's potential <laughs> sarcasm alert but we'll never know right because exactly. he didn't go back and finish the bit <laughs> but yeah that guy is saying like he loves Obama would stay in the hotel. It was so. I mean, that's the thing. The guy goes. The guy wooed so hard, and then I went down that road of talking mm-hmm. to him. I never went back to the, completing the joke of the Obamas buying it's a hotel. Okay. But you, um, but you give people the. You know, we, we give them the release. I think if people are tuning into this, they obviously know that you and I are incapable of not caring about people. We are incapable of not talking about the big shit happening in our lives or our world. But they also were like. I bet at some point in this conversation, these two cackling idiots make me laugh. Maybe, so, maybe, maybe. We were talking though before we got on that I don't know a band called Sugar Ruse. Sugar Ruse. Oh my, Noah, you heard that. <laughs> Sugar Ruse. Isn't that what it was also, called? Also, just to let our fans, uh, our fans in our community know, uh, Nuno for the first time in weeks has kind of switched up the angle of how we I, see him in the I Zoom. Know. We are looking straight up his nose and we're actually getting to see a little bit more of the room off to his left. It's a little peek. <laughs> it's like we paid extra. It's like we paid extra to get this new, <laughs> this new no angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, I, I was talking about Cigaroos. Well, because I our said listener last week who Beth. is going on. I know. I feel what? like Beth. Beth? Yes. You're, be- you're my new Beth. Somebody um, messaged me since that episode dropped and was like, I cannot contain the excitement I have for Beth. Because it's genuinely exciting. It truly is. She's like, what music? What movies? You're like, oh, God. It's like getting a brand new computer, and when you turn it on, is when it's going to start to learn stuff and become AI and eventually take over humanity. Right? She's, she's going to get to watch <laughs> Hook. There are so many things that I. She's going to get to watch. <laughs> hashtag. She's going to get to watch. Watch. 
fuck. No apostrophe because it'll ruin the hashtag, though. Do, don't you apostrophe no, that, No, what we were saying was, I said, are you the one of you, and I don't think you even answered me, familiar with the song Here in Spirit by Jim James, which needs to be added to the playlist. Which I am not. I am not. Okay. And I said, it's just one of those songs, and then I asked you, Rory, I go, you also have this thing, right, where you hear a song and imagine that being the montage showing all the highlights from oh, your yeah, most recent yeah, yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. And you said, yeah, sh- everybody loves Sugar Roos. And then Sig- Sigarus, Sigarus, Sigarus. I have no, S- it's the I- band or the S-I-G-U-R. song. Like see, searching for Sigur, Sugar Man? Sh- searching for Sigarus. I, is it a song or a band? Honestly, swear to God, I'm not, this I, isn't I, a band. Here's, here's the thing. Do the, I, but I probably band. know it. It's I'll know band. it if I hear it. It's a band. Okay. But what's killing me is that I so badly want to like be near you to hear it. <laughs> So that when you're like, wow, it's really good. I'm like, I know. You know, like when you like Hoosiers, essentially. It's my well, audio. Much Hoosiers. like Jim James would say, you're here in spirit. God, you would oh, love that song. I see what you're up to. You're doing tricks. Have you heard the song um, Death by White Lies? No. I know. No one new no knows because of our new because of the good because of the good night gang. He knows. Have exactly. you ever heard this song? Okay. I feel like Beth right now. Is this Gina? This is the song that plays at the end of Vanilla Sky. Ooh, love that movie. A lot of people hate it. That's this band. That's this song. A different version, but this song. Okay. It has a very, like, walking in the fields feeling. Oh, God. This band, this song. I mean, get out of town. When does it start? What's that? The song? When does it start? Doesn't it kind of feel like it's kind of like that's the most like they're tuning? That's the most how do I get my parents to understand what I'm into type question. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like they're just tuning? I'm not hating it. I'm just saying like like they're all trying to find their note. Ah, uh, Daniel. I'm not hating on it at all. I'm just saying, doesn't I know you're not that? hating on it. I, what I, I love is when does the song start? Like the person who's <laughs> like, here's what that means. Technically, no song has officially started till I hear singing. <laughs> I mean, the first 20 seconds, he just kept saying, I couldn't hear anything in my headphones. When's the song start? Yep, the song starts when I hear the chorus for the first time. <laughs> and if it gives me an adrenaline shot, that's when the song has just started for me. Song starts when it makes me want to get back out there and play high school football. That's when it starts. <laughs> <laughs> God, cast me. You know what? Cast me as the quarterback of a high school team. I know I won't look the age. That's why but I that's will why longest yard take, no one will take that role more seriously. I think we're due me. for another longest yard reboot. I'm in. I'm in. I would be in too. Anyways, you should check out that band. You, I will. I think you'd be into them. Sigarus. But just know a lot of the songs you will not know uh, will have started without you knowing. <laughs> just most of their songs. A lot of their songs. Hey, Roar, before we go where we go, we should yeah. tell everybody that we are two weeks away from our 100th episode. That's exactly right. Shanley, and I hate to out him. I love outing he him. Thought, he thought... We already had it. And it's like, what is he on? I know. I'm like, dude. I think he tried to prank us. That would be better. A shan prank? A a shank. He was trying to shank us, dude. (laughs) You can't shank me, Shanley. Um, Shanking with Shanley. 
We have no plans for our 100th, right? No plans. What if this, Roy? What if maybe on our 100th, I tell some Jack Phillips stories? I would love that. I mean, dream scenario is when we get Michael Keaton, but... I thought you were going to say dream scenario is when we get Jack Phillips. Jack Phillips comes on as a guest. I mean, could you even imagine how awkward... (laughs) How awkward the entire time. He keeps going... Dan, you say I worked with you or you worked with me at some point? I don't know. Like, he has no... I don't even exist in his mind. But also, everyone's like, is Daniel a liar? (laughs) Did Daniel make up a relationship about a very real person? (laughs) Wouldn't be the first. Daniel, I don't understand. We never worked together. Daniel, I do not know you. Um, Um... Everybody, uh, we know that you're in the the madness. Before we start this episode, before we go where we go, mm-hmm. we know that you're in the madness. We know you're in the you're in a, a country. Our country's in an amazing time of uh, change, and I think that most of our listeners, I would be willing to say, all of them, know what the right side of this uh, <laughs> of this story, the right side of history. I know to be on. Could so you imagine being a think power? about. And <laughs> you're a paller and you're like, I don't get it. Right. Um, uh, instead of saying, yeah, choose being on the right side. I don't think that's something that needs to be said in this community. But I would say, think, you know, take a step back and see how you can positively contribute and support and, and what you should do. I think there is, you know, there's the, my my own revelation in this is when people say and all these posts that you see where people say, Educate yourself sure. and and read about uh, Black history or um, or figures. And you, there's a part of you that goes, I. Yeah, but I did, I did, I learned about them, and I know about them. But you didn't potentially learn learn about it accurately, mm-hmm. and you didn't actually learn what it really was. Or you didn't learn and about you it. From maybe the right you didn't learn about some very hard subjects that got conveniently left out. Of your history book. Like Tulsa. I think, yes, yes, exactly. So keep in mind when people are saying that, and I'm not saying this to anyone in particular, it was just my own, you know, sitting back and going, well, what does that really mean to educate yourself as opposed to saying, well, I do, I'm not, I'm a good person and I care about people and and all this stuff, which is, I think is truly in my soul, I believe is the majority of people on this planet. You really do care, mm-hmm. but and we've talked about it on the show is putting the, that care into action and doing something. And while that can be going to a protest and participating and standing in unity or donating money or spreading helpful, positive information or just information, whether it's positive uh, or not. And I mean, how it kind of affects you, you know, spreading information that people can learn and grow from. Those are all things that you can do. But one of those essential things is educating uh, yourself all the time about everything. Mm-hmm. And right now, today, this is critical education that at some point, I, I personally also have to face the music that I, I don't think I have been properly educated on so much history. And that's coming from someone who does believe that, you know, the winners write history and tell us what, you know, how things were and where we come from. And you 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 have to eventually step back and go, that... That can't be the truth. We, uh, or you know, that can't be the case. Sure. You have to educate yourself on on these things. So, if anyone is swimming in that kind of 
area, which I've been swimming in. That's why I'm bringing it up. But if you relate to that in any way, it's just about educating yourself and 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 trying to reshape and remold and reform in your mind your view of history and your view of reality and don't shy away knowing from it. that it's not it's not a bad thing right to constantly question authority it's it's what you should do it's what you should do as a person and wonder why people want you to think certain things and why people want you to feel certain things and what are their motives and what do they gain from it it's a benefit to you to know factual real history and where people come from and what things are even if you have to have to sort of sacrifice your own ego to accept that reality and say all right i accept it i don't want to accept it i don't want to believe that i was led down a <laughs> a road where i was lied to and i want to believe things are a certain way but you have to step back and you have to accept that they might not be the way you've been told that they are and mm-hmm. it's on you to not only educate yourself but to try to educate others in whatever way you can yeah that was all i just wanted to get that out there i i agree with you buddy I think why did i important. not play cigarettes underneath all that oh god missed opportunities.com you right? don't know this cigarettes started 13 minutes ago the song's been going the whole time <laughs> the song that song the song starts with 13 minutes of silence and mm-hmm. you're like guys come on just do something play a string no you either Pluck feel it or you don't dude uh all right you ready to dance you yeah. want to dance yeah you want to play that way let's play lay was good rory i was starting to lose it really it didn't felt strong. you know what's difficult about it you have to figure out the time to say go to the letters because you, you need you enough can't use all your gas you gotta have, you have a, to have yep, some gas there's gotta be some reserve you gotta save that reserve and that's life guys save that reserve all right don't leave it all on the field save some for the locker room don't leave it out there Speaking don't of, don't even don't even go out there. We are less onto the field. <laughs> we are less than two months away from me doing ten gassers for my birthday. And let's be very clear: um, you will be alone in this. I thought you would at least maybe come commentate. I might. Okay, but my God, what? <laughs> you know, this is how out of shape I am. I get anxiety over you doing this. You are, but the thing is, you are not that out of shape. At what point do we all, When at what point do you just accept, like when you see people jogging, at what point do you just go, I'm not a jogger. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know how many people in this world live Lord. in this guilt? They live in a world of guilt where they're like, ah, I never jog. That person does good for them. It's so hard to get to a place where you get, you know what? I'm just not a jogger. I'm just not. What are you then? A swimmer? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a swimmer. I'm not a jogger. I want to go play you, a game of basketball or soccer. You would run. Maybe tennis. That's what I was going to say. You would run for maybe 20 minutes and be like, fuck this. But I put you on a pitch with a ball. I'm in. An hour. I bet you would run an around. An hour. Easy. 
What is that? An easy. More than an hour. What if you ran with a soccer ball? What if your jog was... Do you think I haven't worked all these experiments? (laughs) I tried every version of this. Does nothing. It does nothing for me. The thing I can never understand is people who go on an elliptical or treadmill and watch a TV show. I'm like, if you can concentrate on that show... You're just moving. And you know what? Kudos to you. I'm not taking it away from you. That might be good. I wish I could do that. I, I, it would be amazing if I could work out super hard and enjoy an episode of Gilmore Girls at the same time. But here's, what, here's what I think everyone can relate to. You're on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. There's the TV. This mm-hmm. was when I was a member of LA Fitness. I would get on the treadmill, look at the TV, try to run for 20 minutes as a warm-up. I'm on the treadmill. I look down at the timer. Mm-hmm. I've got... 18? Seven minutes left. Okay. I've got seven minutes left. Okay. I look up at the TV and watch it for what I am certain is 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I look back at the timer. Mm-hmm. I've got six minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What is time, dude? What is time? If we had to live our lives on treadmills, everyone, when you got to you'd like, live forever, you, when you got to 40, you'd be like, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to die. I gotta get out of here. That's probably true. Treadmill time is like dog years time or the opposite. There's a good bit in there. You're scratching a good bit. I can feel it. All right. All right. Let me get this one going here. Let me see. I got some letters here from your friends. I think it's your friends. Mm-hmm. Some thing, of your friends wrote again, Daniel. While you grab your letter, I would tell people, whatever Rory and I talk about, which is now in the first 20 minutes of this episode, you can write us about that. Like, we're writing you it. right now. So if you're like, oh, here's my feeling on the gym or me on a treadmill or I watched all of Gone with the Wind on a treadmill once. It just got caught up in that. What I, I got I, caught up. <laughs> if someone ever said, I finally saw Gone with the Wind, now I'm all caught up. It's like... There are 50 billion more movies after that. (laughs) Don't tell Beth. (laughs) Beth, uh, don't even waste your time with Gone with the Wind. I've never seen it, but I'm sure there's a lot of historic racism in Gone with the Wind. There 100% is. That's when it was made. I will say this, though, for Gone with the Wind. It's 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 incredible film work for the time when that movie was made. Add it to the list. You're like, oh my God, what a, like, what an insane visual vision of how to make that movie at a time when you were like, yeah, people were just, they didn't really know what they were doing. It's like, not that, that movie. They, I mean, the camera movement stuff, it's crazy. All right, I'll it's watch truly it. I've crazy. never seen it. It'll blow your mind. You'll be like, wow, this was more advanced than I thought it would be. What about Cleopatra? You've seen Cleopatra? Tons of racism. Um, no, haven't. Okay. All right, here we go. Dear PPs. I, I can live with that. I can. First of all, did you say you can't? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't live with that. I need a choice. You got to make a choice. You at least have to write it out. This neutral stuff, Daniel can't handle neutral. Mm-hmm. You got to pick him or you got to pick no. me. Neutral, because then it only depends on what kind of hill you're on. That's exactly right. First of all, thank you for being there to get me through the pandemic. I'm a penny, soon to be a paller, who started listening a few months ago, and I'm working my way through the backlog while I take walks with my kiddo every day. I truly appreciate the distraction from the dumpster fire going on in our country right now, as well as the laughs. My kid is a big part of the reason I'm writing. He will be two in August. My husband grew up in Milwaukee, and I grew up in a small town of about 2,500 people in Minnesota. Um, We met in college, 
at the uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, mm -hmm. lived in Chicago for four years while he attended law school, then moved back to Madison where we still live. Love Madison. Me too. I had an extremely happy childhood in my sp small town. It was a very safe environment where I was allowed to basically go wherever I wanted all the time, biking to the pool, playing with the kids next door, walking to school and back on my own, etc. In high school, we always went to football games on Friday nights, drove to the Twin Cities or another nearby smaller city for shows, etc. I always felt safe and feel very lucky that I had such a positive childhood. Although Madison isn't a huge city, it is much larger than where I grew up. We have lived in our house for about six years, but have just recently even talked to our neighbors. And I don't think there are any kids the same age as ours in the near vicinity. The elementary school our kid will attend is only about half a mile away, but there's a busy street in between, and I can't imagine ever letting him walk there by himself. Madison is very safe overall, but I can't imagine feeling comfortable with him riding the bus by himself or walking to the pool. However, I don't think I can be all about the small town life anymore. I know I was not really aware of it as a kid, but small towns obviously have a lot of their own problems. There were very few people of color in my hometown. Lots of people are extremely religious and or conservative, and there's a definite distrust of outsiders. We didn't have access to a lot of culture outside of our community. Daniel, I love hearing your Ro Rochelle Township stories since they remind me a lot of my own experience. Rory, I know Greenville is not huge, but is bigger than Rochelle and also bigger than where I grew up. Do you feel you had very different childhood experiences? How can we help our kid experience some of the positives of small town life while also recognizing that we live in a bigger city where some of it is not possible? Are the benefits of small town life or big city life worth the trade-offs? Thanks, and I look forward with extreme amounts of enthusiasm to a Madison live show in the hopefully near future. Your PP, Molly. Coming at you, Molly, from Madison, mm -hmm. folks. Um, what a letter. Yeah. What a letter that's probably relatable, not only to myself, but many people at a time when you're like, do I need to be in a small town and run for mayor? <laughs> they're like a part of you that feels that. A hundred percent. They're a part of you is like, I could work my way up to mayor if I was running against Dude, fewer candidates. I guarantee you, you put me on city council, I'll get the votes that we need to get this agenda through. I, I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe, maybe this whole comedy thing has just been training Maybe now we have our 10,000 hours. Right. How many years is 10,000 hours? Depends on I'm not going to look it up. in that time. You have, you have 10 seconds to guess. How many years is 10,000 hours? 62,000. 62,000 years? Wait, how many? I thought you were saying how many hours are in 10 years. Oh, my God. Also, great guess. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you want me to find out? I don't want you to find. I want you to answer. What, how many? How many? I don't even remember the question. How That's how years, confusing it is. How many years are si sixty-two? How ten thousand hours? Ten thousand hours is ten thousand hours is. Let's just do the math. No, hold on. Let's do this. Ten thousand right, hours. You do it. I'll do the math. Seven and a half out. years. No, four and a half years. That's my final answer. What's your guess? You know what? Uh, wait, what was yours? Four and a half? Yeah. I'm going to go five just to be sort of a dickish oh, Price is Right type guy. Oh, I felt like a friend joined. Like you were joining me as a friend, but now you really turned my perspective on it. <laughs> you really made me realize who you really are. 
thought you were like, I'm right the there with you, you played, buddy. You know, the way you play the guessing game. <laughs> I'm on to you. Wait, we said 10,000 hours? Yeah. What is it? What would it? 10,000? Noah, did you, do you know it? How, what, right. Just how many hours are in a year? How, Noah, how many, how many years oh, is 10,000 hours? We're giving him a mic now? Wow, Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. he needs to start stating it like that because I think that would inspire more people. You say get to 10,000 hours. People don't know. They, people immediately go, I don't have five, 10 years. Right. No, you only need a buck and a half. Buck and a half. God, Daniel and I were way, way off. off. And I'm proud of that. That's, that is me being way off with that mathematical guess is so par for the course for me. And that's me sliding golf into the conversation as best as I possibly can. I wonder how many years... 10,000 hours in a work week. I'm not even going down this road. Because if you're going 40 hours a week, 52 weeks, you're looking at like 280 hours. No. <laughs> 2,800 hours a year. <laughs> Is that right? I can't. I like I watching Noah act <laughs> like he's. So I like watching Noah weird. act like he's either looking it up or want or acting like he's not. I can't decide. Let's be very clear. Noah is watching anime and he knows it. <laughs> you don't. He's way into it. He wouldn't shut up about Spirited Away the other night on the Good Night Show. You nailed it, Roar. You oh, my God. Really? Yes. Ah. Uh, you know what else? I, Molly would love if we responded to her. Molly's not. <laughs> she didn't write this letter for us to address to her thing. She was like, I hope they end up doing math for a long time. <laughs> Useless math on a on a hypothetical that they're going to run for city council and then mayor. Oh, God. I Anywho, forgot that. I forgot that's how we got there. I wonder how you relate to it. Um. Because you you know that sort of small town life she's talking mm -hmm. about, right? Yeah, for sure. And because what was it. what was that? The township? What's that population? Just under. Are you talking similar numbers? Just under nine thousand. So a little more, but yeah. still very close. Yes. Yes. I don't know. There's a part of me that's like wants to go small town right now, and then I think one month in, I'm like, mm -hmm. God, I want that city life. Because you had an Applebee's growing up in your town, right? All over the place. I grew up in a pretty big city. It's definitely right. the biggest city, I believe, in South Carolina. Yeah. I could be wrong. So but I think that's right. It's a big it's a metropolis. Yeah, we, we have, had to we had to go we have everywhere. A Superman, so. We had to go for everywhere for everything. I mean as long yeah. as, other than like, you know, Walmart and stuff like that. But like uh We had everything we needed. Yes, yeah, so we didn't. It's a great city. Well, really what do you, what do, first blush for, what do you think about what Molly should do? You just got I mean, to, you just got to tell her. Here's my, here's what I always remind myself. Your, your experience is not going to be your child's experience, no matter what you do, yeah, no so matter what you try to fight. imitate, no matter what you try to replicate. Agreed. So what you have to do is you have to release yourself of any kind of sadness or guilt about it. Like, ah, but I had this and I wish my kid could know what that's like. You only know what you know. You don't. You don't live this life of, mm -hmm. oh, but I never got to do this or that thing. It's with kids. I don't think it's like that. Um, 
But but what I just said is hard to accept, even as the person who just said it. Right. I think about it. I think about how fun it would be to walk everywhere in a small town and to know everybody. But Molly's not wrong. There's trade-off. There's trade-off with that. A place like Healdsburg, for sure. I love Healdsburg. It's it's awesome. A place like Ojai. There's, there's great small towns that are fantastic, but I... I I know what she means. There's trade-off, you know? Those small towns, they become questionable of outsiders. But let me ask in a way that's in a way that's natural. You you are like, "Oh, is this everybody moving?" Yeah, it becomes here Rambo. Now? Who it is this Rambo? Person? Who are these people? We all know each other, but we don't know you. It's not it, I I think I think to be fearful of outsiders is and to remain fearful of outsiders is one thing, but to be to be aware of them as they come into your town and you and you make no effort to get to know them is horrific. But naturally, you're going to be like, oh, who's this new person? We've done it our whole lives. It's cool. Who's that new kid? Who's this person? Who's that? There's new, right. there's new people around you. But to live in fear of new people is... I, I understand that's that can be the mentality of a small town. That's not always the case. And it's definitely not right. But she's right. That's a trade-off. You go back to a small town... Here you are amongst these people that are fearing, potentially fearing outsiders. But you also learn community. strongly conservative. I, I don't think being conservative has to necessarily be a bad thing. I think about what you identify with as a conservative is, you know, it's not as easy to say that someone is a liberal and someone is a conservative. There's plenty of liberals I don't agree with. There's plenty of conservatives I don't agree with. And then there's the opposite of both. Right. There's plenty of liberals I do agree with. There's plenty of conservatives I agree with. But it just depends. But there is a chance you run into a more conservative religious vibe. And if that's not your vibe, then the small town, that's a harder it's a harder deal. Okay, but Rory, let me ask you on a practical level. Okay. Do you think she really needs to be worried about a, her child crossing a busy street? In Madison, Wisconsin? Yeah. Uh, at a certain age, up up to a certain age, I I would be getting on the bus up to a certain age. I would be see because part of me is like you're you're but also then at the same time. I think you're I shielding think them. Yeah, from like your kid's gonna grow up savvy and smart and hopefully responsible. And yes, I think at a certain happen. age you have to let them fly. Right. I would say. Well, she can't know. be picturing her kid doing this at four. She's picturing this kid at like eleven or twelve. I would imagine. Oh, at twelve, at twelve for sure. I'm like, you got to let it happen, right? You got to prepare him for sixteen and eighteen. Yeah. Seventeen is you know walk in the park, right? Always. No one even talks about seventeen. Seventeen, seventeen gets lost. I know. Who cares about seventeen? Um, so I think for me it's about balance, right? Because I picture having kids. I imagine it, and one I, of the things I, I picture it for you as well. Thanks, buddy. One of the things that I think about is provided, you know, let's let's always imagine best circumstances. Let's stay optimistic. So let's say I have the means. With my children, every year, they will spend a minimum of two weeks in Rochelle or the cabin in the summer. Without you. And I love that yes. about your discipline style. Yes. I'm going to just leave them there. I not, not even with family. I'm just going to say, you're in Rochelle now. Figure it out. No, I, I did. Give me your phones. Give me your phones. No right. one's allowed to look it up. <laughs> no, but I think, like, another thing, I grew up... You, ch- you, are, you are so weird about how you handle that, but you know what? 
I believe I believe in you, and I think those kids will be better for it. Thanks, me too. But also, I want my kids to work on farms like I did. I want them to detassel corn. And Didn't even know that was a word. Detasseling corn? <laughs> oh my yes, God, did Roar. not even. I have never once heard detasseling. I what I pictured I was that every that's comic. what you do. To me, that's what you do when you get your diploma and you switch the <laughs> tassel over to the other and side. And usually of it's your yellow, hat. so it kind of has a corn vibe to it. Um, <laughs> more of a gold. No, Roar. I wish I could take every comic I love to tasseling and just have them be like, this is fucking horrible work. Yeah. But everybody does it. You do it like 12, 13, 14, 15. You do that every summer in Rochelle. You, everybody goes into tassels corn. But so my that. point for all that is, is like, I love that they have to do that. I think you can give your child balance. I would stay in Madison. Madison is a, is a great city. It is. I've for years called it like the San Francisco of the Midwest. It is, it is very woke. It has a great school there in the university of Wisconsin, Madison. It has a great hospital. It's a, it's a great town. I really, really love it. I hate the weather half the year, but I love it. So I would stay there, but I would also try to instill those benefits that you got from your hometown into your family. Cause what's better than a woke, like eight year old, going back to visit family, staying at their, their small town for the summer. And when somebody says something that is judgmental or prejudice or just uncultured, that kid is like, why? No, that's fine, man. Like They're wound up. They're wound up and they're, they're ready, ready to protest. So, I think what... Go ahead. Oh, I just think I just think that you have an opportunity here to incorporate both those things in your, into your child's life. And I love what Rory said about you can't give your childhood your child the same childhood you had. Great movie for this, Beth. It's called The Great Outdoors. Big. Yeah, The Great Outdoors. So. And <laughs> in The Great Outdoors, he wants to take his family back to this lake that he always loved going to, and he ends up finding out his kids don't want to do any of the things he did, but they end up loving it in their own way for their own experiences, for the, the type of generation that they're a product of. And so this... Madison will be your kids. I guarantee you, your kid, if you grow up in Madison, could someday live in New York City and be telling someone in 25 years, 35 years, you know, I just, I love New York, but I kind of want to go back to a smaller city like Madison, where I felt like I could really, I knew a lot of people, you could walk around, like you, it's all perspective. Your kid will have yeah. this perspective and I think more opportunity and more uh, ability for social awareness and a greater understanding of people and culture in Madison. So I, I, that's my I, answer. I, I think, yeah, I think it depends on what you want. And I think it depends on, I think Daniel makes a great point. You, you're obviously going to have to go to a bigger place to get um, more culture. And Madison is obviously not the epicenter of tons of culture. There is culture there. Sure. I think any college town you're going to get, um, some kind of culture because yes. you're going to get a collection of many, especially a college as big as that, a collection of many, many people coming from all over the very world. different places, yeah. and that you know that influences the society and that influences the the things your your son is exposed to. Um, I would say you know, I, while Madison is not a huge city and it might it's it's obviously much bigger from where you grew up with 2,500 people. You just you have to you have to sort of think about what it is that you want for yourself and what it is you want to provide for your kid and the type of stuff that 
you know, that makes you happy. I think, I think just avoid trying to replicate your childhood. I, I'm curious to know, I don't think you mentioned it unless I, hmm. my memory has one glossed moment, over, but I don't think she, did she mention like how her husband feels about, we didn't get his perspective, do we? I wonder mm-hmm. if he's also like, I kind of want a smaller town. If you both are sitting there going, feeling like you're being called to a smaller town in some way, then I think you, you know, consider it. I, but let, let's I, do this, Roy. I, I think wherever you, I think my, my kind of thought on it is wherever you decide to raise your kid, you know, I believe in you and I believe that you know the right things to influence your kid and the right things to teach your kid that no matter where your kid grows up, you know, as long as you expose them to the 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 tenets of like love and compassion and empathy and understanding, those things, they're, you, you teach them and they learn that no matter what. Um, if you want your kid to be around more diverse cultures, then you have to consider that when it comes to the population of of where you live. And I think all that is a benefit to your child's future. But I don't want to say, you know, oh, but if you go to a small town, you don't get that. And if you don't get that, you're just shit out of luck. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, there are people that grow up in a small town and that's their vibe. And that small town culture is its own uh, type of uh, culture. I think everyone, whether you live there or not, live there or not, needs to experience a highly populated, diverse, uh, I guess, population mm-hmm. so that you can you can uh, settle any nerves that you have about people who are different from you and how you grew up and perhaps re-inform the, what we were just saying before, re-inform the history of what you perceived uh, who people are and how they are by someone else telling you who is not those people, you do get those things in a in a big city. I think those are things to experience. But you know, you Molly grew up in a small town, and you sound like you're doing just great, and you're very aware, and you know what's right and wrong. And I think it's just kind of what you're being called to, what what feels good, and what makes you happy. Yeah, I agree with you. What were you going to ask me? The thing you ended up saying, I was going to say, if you go to the small town, do you feel like you also have a responsibility then to be like, hey, let's go into the city. Let's, let's, you know, spend a lot of time going into Madison and, and getting culture and going to museums and doing more things that aren't offered in your small town. It goes both ways. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's such a benefit from taking young kids, whether you live in New York City or not, but taking them to New York City. I mean, to me, it is the most convenient place in the United States to go to where there is clearly a lot of people and clearly a lot of people that are very different from very different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and letting your child experience all of that as they grow up. I mean, living there, it becomes your reality. Diversity becomes your reality. But, you know, I grew up in a place that wasn't as diverse as that and the, the diversity wasn't as celebrated as it is in a in a place like that. And that's something that I got exposed to when I finally moved to Washington, D.C., and then New York City, and then uh, L.A. And it affects you, and it changes you. It changes who you are. So wherever you do decide to live, and Molly, I think you already know this, you still can control the level of exposure. But I I, I have to say, I agree with... I disagree that you should be putting your two-year-old on a bus by himself. It just seems wrong. I say... Uh, I, I misunderstood the whole letter. <laughs> Let them learn. 
Let them learn. Molly, great letter. Very relevant to me in particular, but I bet a lot of people who maybe as you get older, you just start to create, you start to create a smaller community, but maybe you just, maybe just really what you actually wish for is a town that you and your friends could create and just live there. Like it's a, (laughs) it's a tree fort or something. That would be um, the absolute best. But uh, Molly, this is a great letter. And uh, I hope we helped in some way. We definitely taught, we hopefully taught, uh, taught you guys how shitty Daniel and I are at math. And that was our biggest uh, hope. Agreed. So, sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Scovel. And Daniel Van Kirk. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girl Strip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. All right, we are back. Back in the saddle again. How many many times do you think you've done that? Uh, maybe every episode. It's I bet more episodes than not episodes. Right. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's your go-to. That's your go-to, Roar. It just hits me. It's like a. It's a, it's like just a, a Pavlovian thing. I think. Um, something I wanted to share with our listeners in this time of like, am is what I'm doing matter? Does what I if I'm out there and I, I want to affect change and I want to inform people in my life and I want to be informed, I want to, a big thing for me is I want to echo the voices of the oppressed and their experiences and share that. So it's not me saying, here's what I think. It's me saying, listen to this person who went through this. And, and, yes. and something that happened this week that 
you want to talk about putting something out there and it coming back, which happens so much. Also, can I encourage people to keep writing us letters? Uh, there's nothing better than getting to hear from you guys and read great letters. Yeah, we don't we say that enough. Up. The DMs to yeah, the DMs and the emails and stuff. Yeah, at the at the Pen Pals Pod on Twitter and Instagram and the uh, the Pen Pals Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, but I don't know if you know this, Rory. So on Saturday or maybe Sunday. They yesterday in North Carolina. That's right, folks. Yesterday, that's the win is what they had a, uh, a like funeral and memorial service for George Floyd, and is that not today? Or I guess in different cities. Yes, in different, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, one of I assume there was more than one, but one of the pastors who were giving the eulogy. It might have been the main speaker. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. He was giving a speech. Now, I, before I tell you that, I should tell you this really quick, and then I promise we'll go to my letter, but I just wanted to share yep. this with people. Um, so before that, the Sklar brothers, uh, Randy's daughters in been specifically, you know, they, they, due to health reasons and stuff like that, haven't been like going, been able to go to marches, which I respect everybody who says, I just health, I can't risk getting coronavirus. Uh, anyway, they made signs. And someone in their neighborhood, because that was what they wanted to do. They wanted to put up signs at their house that say, we, we believe in black people. We believe black people matter. Da, da, da. So somebody tore them down. And then someone saw that person tore, tear them down and tried to get them from that person and put them back up. And when they did that, the teardown person tried to sick their dog on them for putting those signs back up. And then, and then the Sklars, I don't know if they remade signs or they put the signs back up, but they put them back up. And Randy has been in a heated fight with this woman on nextdoor.com. He's talked about it publicly. He talked about it on Dumb People Town. He's talked about it on, on their podcast. Wait, is the, do they know the person that tore yes. them down? Yes. And is so, it this woman that he's arguing with? Yes. And, and wait, she's just openly went onto their property, grabbed signs, and that's just okay? No, it's definitely not okay. And yeah. and and even if it isn't necessarily the person who tore him down, it might have been this woman who interjected herself into it and just was saying just horribly ignorant things, right? So they've, you know, I've said this, you and I have talked about this before, Rory. God help you if you're a, and I don't say this disparagingly, but just a normal civilian, and you decide to get into a tete-a-tete verbally with a comedy writer or comic like good luck because we know how to dig <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's nothing better than a perfectly paced callback within a fight so, and so this is happening on next door so everyone can read this yes 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 and randy is just eviscerating this person's yeah. ignorant speech right so flash forward to this um this funeral, this, this service, and the the pastor, he's a, a African American speaking to the to the congregation and everybody there, and it's on TV. And he says that he was afraid when all this happened that that he wasn't going to see God, that people weren't going to care, that people weren't going to be there. And he looked up and he saw some police hearing protesters, and that's he saw that God was there and he God was coming, and he saw that some people took knees and then he was afraid that the white community wasn't going to be there for them like they were in Ferguson and in the 60s in Watson and so many times before and then he saw the that the white community was there and was showing up and he saw God in that and in the middle of this he says and then the Sklar brothers they're comedians and when their child signs got ripped down they put those signs back up because is our, that true? yes what? because our that's be, real because our jewish brothers and sisters have aligned themselves with us as well and i saw god in that 
And that is insane. They got name checked. Now, I made the joke to them that that's how they need to start being brought up with their credits for every show they ever do. Uh, but the point I want to make. Where, where was this? I'll send you the link. Yeah. The point I want to make is that these are two girls who just wanted to make signs. And their act of solidarity for the movement that's happening right now made its way. Now, a little bit of bumps had to happen along the way because of some shitty people. But it reached all the way to the epicenter of a service for George Floyd. So never think that what you're doing doesn't have an effect. Never yeah. think that what you're doing can't reach people. And maybe it won't make it all the way to being name-checked in some memorial service, and, and which has to feel good but uh, because we're human. But it might reach someone you never even know, and you won't know that either. And if that wasn't televised, the Sklars would never even know that that guy said their name. So yeah. do your thing and understand that it does matter and it is important and it will go places whether you see them or not. I think I agree. I think if you're putting out something positive, don't worry about how big or how small you think it is. Or whether or not it'll go anywhere. Or, 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 and don't worry about if it'll go anywhere because you just don't know if one... If one I love you to someone mm -hmm. changes their entire future, mm -hmm. you don't you don't know it. Like that's that's the real the emotional butterfly effect is is one that is very real. You know, mm -hmm. when when people talk about the butterfly effect, you, I don't really think a butterfly flapping its wings across the world creates a hurricane. Yeah, in the world of literal, literal, literally, no, it probably does not. But it could. <laughs> but in the world of emotional and the world of movement and change, it very much does. It right. absolutely, one hundred percent, does do that. And 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 I think that's what that means, and that's where that comes from. Is that the smallest thing that you think has no meaning? It, it you see it everywhere. Look at how small the seed of a tree is. Right. And then when it grows into a massive redwood, it's the same exact thing. So, yeah, I was talking to artist uh, friend of mine, Joseph Karg in Atlanta, and we were just chatting about it. And he's an incredible artist. And you worry about like, well, you know, we were talking about what what can we do? What what do we do? You donate. You feel this um, this want and this um, this uh, this need to involve yourself in the right way. And to me. Don't don't look at it as break it up into things. Are you doing nothing or are you doing something? Right. And if you say, okay, well, I'm doing something. Are you doing something positive? Or are you or are you doing something negative? Well, I'm doing something positive. Okay. Great. There you go. Yeah. Then there you go. Just those two questions. There you go. Mm -hmm. Don't look at it and go, yeah, but this other person did this or this other person did that. No. Whatever you're doing, whatever it is. If it's something and it's positive, don't th look, look at how someone emotionally deciding to paint a picture of, of George Floyd. Look at how powerful that imagery is. Mm -hmm. And they may be like, well, this isn't a donation. Yeah, but not everything is about a donation. You gave well, something. Well, this isn't presence at a protest. Not everything is presence right. at a protest. But you did something. But if it's something and right. it's positive, you don't know how much that inspires people. Mm -hmm. people see that painting and maybe that's what they have put in their hearts because you certainly don't want to leave a video image of a cop killing someone four cops killing a man right. in your heart. You might rather put that painting in your heart and go, this is what I choose 
to visualize when I say that name, to inspire me to do what's right and to inspire me to stand up for injustice. And that's just someone who painted that off of their, how they were feeling about the thing or what they wanted to put out there. Right. And you can't, you couldn't sit here and say, well, maybe that, that inspires half of the movement, just this one image in people's minds. You know? Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just saying those are the possibilities of it. So yeah, never, never hold yourself to this place of like, God, it's not going to be big enough. <laughs> it, w- it will be. If it's something, it's it will something. be. If it's something, it's something. That's what I say. <laughs> Hashtag, if it's something, it's something. If it's something. Shanley needs these hashtags. He gets so pissed when we don't do new hashtag. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do a quick little letter. Is that okay? Here we go. Here's a quick hit with Daniel Van... Folks, you're on. You're listening to Quick Hits with Daniel Van Kirk. Okay, ready? Oh, hold on. Let's just give Are me we a- ready? Tell- Sounds like you're not it, ready. Hey. <laughs> we have fun over here at Pen Pals. We really do. Okay. Greetings, Daniel and Rory. I'm a proud Pittsburgh native. The people in our area have a very distinct accent. It's very endearing to me as it's the accent of my people, even though many people find it to be quite abrasive. As comics, you're both natural observers who are fortunate enough to travel the country and meet a lot of people. That said, I'd love to know two things. What's your favorite accent to perform? What's your favorite accent to hear in the wild? Thank you for making my Wednesday commute a bright spot in an otherwise dull work week. Your pal, Heather. Thanks, Heather. S- Southern New Zealand. Next letter. <laughs> You're listening to Quick Hit Responses. <laughs> We're going to do Scoble. an episode like that sometime. Quick Hit Questions with Daniel. Maybe Quick we do that in the 100. We just burned through a ton of letters really fast in the 100. Maybe that's what we... We try to do 100 letters. No, Rory. Oh, my God. I think we could do it. We could not. I think we could. And we I mean, go we as could. long as it takes. We go as long as it takes. Oh, that'd be crazy. You would honestly, you get to the 15th letter and that's when you're like, I can't. Yeah. And the next episode is us being like, so guys, we need letters because we cleared them out. Maybe we do 10 quick hit letters because based on our math, 10 equals 100. 10. We did 10. 10. 10. (laughs) 10 letters. There's so many times where somebody's talking to me and then I'm like, oh, really? How much? And they're like 10. And I'm like, 10. You start to do it. And then they keep talking and then I'm, I'm like, 10 and i've realized quickly that they are not in the same boat as it's not penny's boat okay yeah first of all, all right, i did not i go. did not know that philadelphia or pittsburgh even had a dialect until oh my god until i saw the kroll show oh really yeah that's what really solidified it for me that Had was you done was like, any oh, shows there no You've done shows in philly right not before then oh wow yeah i didn't i i it made me i guess what it did for me was it, it made me akin like i could hear it like that's when I was like, oh yeah, that is a total dialect. I had never. Yeah. It had, I also lived in D.C. where it's like regionally close enough to where. Oh yeah, you I was exposed a whole bunch to it of early yeah, on. a whole bunch of Ryan Sickler dialects and Josh. Adam that Mars. Maryland, yeah, that Mar- yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of similar to that. Come on, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I didn't even know there was a thing, and then um, is Joe? What's Joe's last name? He was a writer on Coral Show, and he was in those sketches with Nick. Mandy? He, no, he was the. He was the, no, Joe. His name is Joe. He's, he is married to uh, somebody in comedy as well, and she's amazing. All of this is so riveting. 
It's so (laughs) broad. I know. He's married to someone. (laughs) No, come on. Earn that mic. Joe was a writer on the Kroll show. Yes. Yes. Nuno coming at you. One step closer to that mic. One step farther from me liking him. Know it all. So <laughs> know uh, it all. all. That's a hashtag. That's your that's your gonna be your side podcast you record while we're recording this, and we have two mics on your show, and you have one mic on our show. <laughs> the most confusing. Most. Also, it's the same amount of mics. Unless you're saying we each have two mics. But he's hosting right. Noah it all while right. we are two guests. But we're hosting. I think we've got another Palpatentrion spinoff. Noah it all. Here's what's so fun. I don't even know if our listeners know this. Daniel and I have five other like uh, Patreons. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've secretly do. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I operate one Patreon just as Kyle Kinane. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> we should combine but those. It's, and it's not the same one with Daniel. No. And then also, he and I do a joint one. That's Kyle. <laughs> called quit. So that's three of them right, right. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Quit Playing Canaan's With My Heart. So. <laughs> nice. Okay. I accept, that. I accept uh, that. Anyway, I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't even know that they sounded completely different. I don't know. Th- I mean, you obviously have a favorite accent you like. Southern. To- yeah. I guess yeah, they're saying on stage, right? No, it just says. Um, I guess in what's general, your fa- yeah. I guess what's your like favorite Southern. to perform? Southern for sure. It's well, it's also natural to me. I mean, I mean, you probably get into a Midwestern one, and that feels very natural. Yeah, right? I don't. Chicago's really fun. Obviously, I like. I love talking like this. It's I'm happy to do it. Uh, but also, like, just Midwestern uncle. Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. I am pissed <laughs> off, and they, they think I'm not going to say nothing. They're wrong. Because I'm yeah, mad. I love it too. I'm so. I wish mad. I was around that more to like do that one. Because I would love to do. Oh, that you one. can go. Because I love where that guy's coming from, and I love that he kind of won't curse. Right. Oh no. No. Heck no. But Joe, it's very like yeah, it's very Joe Para. Oh God, I love. Oh, that. dude, like it feels like a nice warm blanket it and does. a hot chocolate. That's hey. when I think of Joe Para. That's hey, what I'm, I picture hey, in I'm, my mind. Hey, I'm Joe Para, and uh, <laughs> today I'm going to talk to you about libraries. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, let me snuggle into this blanket. Let me take a little sip of this this hey, Swiss Miss. Hey Kim, can I borrow can I borrow your Afghan? All I want to do is just hang out with you for a minute. Maybe talk about the news of the day. Uh, <laughs> my uncle Bob is total. That's him. Like he's like, yeah. And he, he always does this too. He's like, <laughs> you, you think I'm joking, and I'm not. Okay. I'm, <laughs> you want you. I know you're th- you're thinking I'm full of shit. But I'm telling you, it's a, it's a God's honest truth. Fine, don't believe me, and you haven't said a word, and no one's debating. <laughs> um, that is my absolute fa- my one of my favorite jokes to do from the stage mm-hmm. is is and maybe you've seen this. I don't know when someone is like. If someone gets up to leave, if I'm in the middle of a joke and someone gets up to leave, I'll yeah. do this for my own. My, when people get up to like go to the restroom sure. or go to the bar or anything, sure. I have things lined up that are just for me. It's specifically for me. Mm-hmm. Someone will get up and I'll be like, hey, come on. Obviously, I'm kidding. That's not. You don't need to leave when I'm joking. And <laughs> you then act my, like you walked them. But then the bonus that I add to it, I go, you know what? Just let them go. You guys let them go. Get out of their way and let them go. And then I always go, imagine that 
imagine I'm saying it, but no one is stopping them. You guys let them go. Right. Let them go. And some people laugh at it. The majority never, never. laugh at it. And I think it's funny every single time yes. that someone is like, just no, let them go. Let them go. No right. one is guys, stopping. it's their choice. You know, you know what I thought you were going to say, Roar? I thought you were going to go that when they like go up to leave, you like, fine, go. But maybe you'll get out there and you'll think about it and you'll want to come back. And if you decide to come back, I want you to know I'm not even going to acknowledge it. I'll just be glad you're here. And then obviously when they return from the bathroom with a drink, you're so like, you came back. you're back. I know I wouldn't get to call it out, but it means a lot to me that you came back. I don't know what you came to terms with out there or you realized I was kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know who you talked to out there. I also thought you I were, don't know if it was the fact that the doors are locked from the inside, from the outside. I also <laughs> thought you were going to say you did a bit where you called out a heckler that wasn't there where you're like, who said that? And there was nothing. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's great. I mean, Ooh. I'm doing a show up here. And you're going to yell that out. And did you have who said that? Right. Uh, I just like to go ahead and admit it openly to the pen pal community. When stand up comes back, I intend to steal the joke. Daniel just put out there. <laughs> Rory, you don't think a that I would, I would love it. And B you think even if you stole it, that it would stop me from doing it. I would love if There were people being like, I've been to a show with Daniel and Rory. Cause they both do this thing and I don't but never the, let it end as a joke. No, we <laughs> were like, I think they keep hearing me. <laughs> Because really, only the people listening right now to this episode are going to even know. That's such a You know small... what we should do is we should pick a club we both play and just both of us be like, and when we play there, we have to both do it. <laughs> so that people are like, that's the second time that's happened. We're coming. The, the, the staff is like, these guys are hearing somebody and we're not catching it. Rory, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know who that person was. We tried the whole rest of your set to figure out who yelled that out. We didn't hear yeah, it, though. Well, honestly, honestly, it threw me off. <laughs> and then by Saturday night, they're like, I don't think he's hearing anybody. You're telling Daniel, me every night. No. Guys, remember when we said Rory was a liar? Well, Daniel was here two weeks after that, and he did the same thing. <laughs> he, he, thought, he, heard he heard somebody, too. Now, look, that either means we've got a real asshole or there's a ghost. And, I, and there's always one person who works at the club who's like, we are haunted. There's this a ghost. Is, I said this club, and they always have the clap emojis, but yes. they're saying them. Yes. I said we, we are, are haunted. haunted. <laughs> that felt like a John Early character, and I loved it even more because of that. Um, uh, favorite accent yeah, to perform? Yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. What's your favorite to hear in the wild? New Zealand. Oh, I love a thick, biting like English, just like a like a Michael Caine, just like a give harsh... Me, give me a little bit. Give me just I, a I'm not taste. That good. I'm not good. No, I just like hearing it. I don't know if I, like... You know, Michael Caine's like, well, if you're going to, you know, Master Wayne. No, don't stop. Don't get, okay. don't have any doubt. Don't, Go, keep don't, going. Don't try and ditch it. Stay, stay with it. And talk like this. There it is. You'll find it. Stay in the pocket. Don't get out. Stay in the pocket. Master Wayne. Master Wayne. Stay right here. Picture the whole movie in the pocket. Picture Batman Begins, just as good, but they've replaced Michael Caine with you, and people are like, "I can't, I can't," because even the scenes, even the scenes that Daniel's well, not in, well, best I can't stop, I can't stop questioning why is he in this movie? There are some men who just want to say the world burn, and that's how it is. And then it just cuts to. <laughs> cuts to Christian Bale's reaction. He's just like, Alfred, I, uh, I can't deal okay. with you. 
<laughs> Alfred, not right now, dude. I'm Master trying Wayne. to catch the joke. Master Wayne, before you go. No, I'm done. I'm done talking to you. I can't, I can't with you, dude. I, I can't. can't. Master Wayne, please come back. Talk to me a little bit more. Remember that old thing? It was like, hello, I'm Michael Kane, and I'm going to teach you how to act. And the first yeah. rule is don't blink. <laughs> no, but I, I respect it, and I believe it. Uh, all right. Hello. I like New Zealand. Watch the uh, cartoon Bluey on Disney Plus if you got kids. I don't know if I've hyped that show no, yet. No, never but, even oh my mentioned God, it. It's to so my heart. great. Go to Disney Plus. Throw on Bluey. Did you watch Imagineering kids, but it's yet? It's so fun for adults. I've also I've watched two episodes of Imagineering, and I think I gotta pump the brakes because it's really making me want to go to Disneyland and <laughs> Disney World, and then we can't. And so I, I gotta know. like me too, me too. But I will say this: it I greatly. Um, it's kind of like you always pictured, like, where does this come from? But to get to know it, to get to know where Disney yeah. World and Disneyland comes from and, like, humanize yeah. the efforts mm-hmm. that people of, made to make these things. Of one guy who just wanted to make people happy. Yeah, you kind of, it kind of makes you just go, oh, I, you know, because you, you, you look at it and you go, oh, this you know, corporate whatever and mind control and all that stuff. And I'm not going to debate any of that, but to see where the park itself comes from Mm -hmm. and to see like how Epcot was so like self-sustaining and like Mm -hmm. this, this city of the future. And you're like, Oh, they're doing it better than cities. And this is how cities dude. I was like, should do it. I was like, if they had done it, I would move there. If they had done it, if they had really done it, I'd be like, we got to move to that city. If it was an actual city, that's yeah. what he wanted. Like, even like all of the trash and like that whole thing, it's like there's no trash in Disney World because it all goes down into this thing and it's gone. And you're like, wow, that's so smart. I know. <sighs> okay. Um, all right. Well, Heather, I appreciate that. I also love that you didn't turn your signature off. So literally, I have all of your information just short of your social security number. But I'll ask for that at a different. <laughs> that'll be what i write back to you uh thanks for this fun episode i'm glad we could laugh together i'm glad we could get real together but that's also why i love this show since day one sincerely your pen pals daniel van kirk and rory van school A podcast network. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.